Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I am Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer, coming ever sooner to a website near you. In the meantime, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, Curtis and I will be right here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition, we are going to, it's a mailbag edition. We asked for questions. We got some fun ones. Um, Mailbag. There are some uh, topics to discuss, though, as well. There's some basketball news and uh, football news that has nothing to do with this season, but the season after. So let's start there. Uh, Today, the SEC released the 2019 season schedule. And hey, let me tell you this funny joke, Kyle. Okay. Knock, knock. If you're a wedding planner, you ought to pay attention to this. The schedule, so you don't conflict with people because they love football in the South. Yeah. Every person I saw on Twitter make that joke. Wait, what? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> when the SEC schedule came out, like it was previewed, right. and like, like oh, the SEC yes. tweeted that, out schedule coming this yes. afternoon, and then everybody I saw, I'm not. This is not an exaggeration. I saw at least five people quote tweet it and say, the exact "Attention, thing, yeah. wedding planners and event planners, make sure to not schedule events on yep. these dates." Yeah, I mean, but but really though, I, I I think if you are in the South, you probably should avoid that. I think in general, you should just. I mean, it's very it's very discourteous to plan a wedding in the fall on a Saturday, I think. Um, if you have any... If, I mean, if any of the people in your orbit are remotely sports fans, it, well, it kind of is. Unless you're looking at bye weeks. I mean, look, you can you can do it in a bye week. There's several weekends or, or, a, uh, or even just a, an away game. But yeah, if you do it on a home game weekend for your favorite football team, uh, that's asking a lot of your friends. Uh, obviously, your day is more important, but still... There's a lot of day. There's a lot of Saturdays on the calendar to be planning weddings on big sporting weekends. Could you tell my cousin who has a wedding this weekend? <laughs> Your cousin stinks. Uh, that's boy. That's a is. Are you so? Are you gonna are you gonna miss the uh, well, the game Saturday? It's been a semi bone of contention. Apparently, I don't. This is this is kind of a knock on me, but I'm doing the readings. Apparently, I am the designated the scriptures. Yes, I am the designated. Come videotape that. I'm the designated public speaker in the family since I talk on radio and podcast for a living. Somehow, I got this distinction. I wasn't asked about it, but it just happened. So anyway, I didn't realize the wedding is at um, is at two thirty until this week. So actually, let's just dive into this real quick. Is it bad if I leave the reception about five o'clock? And I'll see about an hour of the reception. I'll probably see most of the vital I stuff. It, I think if you attend the reception and you see the, the couple come through and get introduced. I'm good. I think your obligation is over. I'm in the clear. Unless you're supposed to like, are you doing the the bridal introductions at no, the reception? Not, not. Well, I mean, I know I honestly don't know. They don't. Sometimes I don't get told yeah. things until, but that's not on my agenda. I think this you've way. got to at least consider that you might get a last minute request to do that. So uh, be careful. Well, very discourteous. I'm telling you, it's just it's just not right to do that. My plan right now is to be there for at least the second half of the the game this weekend in Lexington, Kentucky versus Mississippi State. But back to next season, a couple quirks in Kentucky's schedule. One, they start off with two non-conference games and they end with two non-conference games. So in the middle is eight straight SEC games. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. It's 
got to be kind of a challenge. It, it's a little unusual, but they do have uh, the breaks, the the bye weeks. They have two bye weeks in there. Um, one after the third SEC game and their fifth overall. So after the after the September twenty eighth game at South Carolina, they have a a break, a week off before they play Arkansas at home, uh, and then. It is after, after the Missouri game, before the Tennessee game, they have a week off as well. So, I mean, they get a couple breaks. It's kind of weird, too. That I mean, that's you have a bye week, you play three games, and then have another bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's an odd little schedule. For one, they have eight home games, and that is in part. You'll notice the uh, it's Toledo, Eastern Michigan, Florida at home, at Mississippi State, at South Carolina, Arkansas at home, at Georgia, Missouri and Tennessee at home, at Vanderbilt. UT Martin and Louisville at home to close the season. That Eastern Michigan home game in week two was supposed to be a road game, a weird, weird, weird road game for an SEC team to play. It was a two for one, two at home, one on the road. But last, uh, or I guess in August or, or some point this summer, it was reported in August, Kentucky bought its way out of that. And it was, I guess, kind of offered up by Eastern Michigan because they've had some athletic department financial turmoil and they, they found it more valuable to get some more cash out of Kentucky. And, and I'm sure Kentucky was happy to add another home game. So they paid, I think, another $800,000 to Eastern Michigan to move that from, a, from an away to a home game. So that sets up an eight-home game schedule for Kentucky. Um, the road games are Mississippi State, South Carolina, Georgia, and Vanderbilt. I like that schedule. I think they're going to have some heavy personnel losses. They, they probably lose Benny Snell. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, their defense will be pretty well eviscerated or, or a bunch of the key guys will be gone. But I think, you know, with the emergence of Terry Wilson, some key guys back on the offensive line, some playmakers emerging at wide receiver, maybe it looks like they have some other options at running back, even if Benny leaves with A.J. Rose, and we'll see what happens uh, with Chris Rodriguez. Looks like maybe a little Benny Jr. after a couple couple early indicators. Um, I think with this schedule, they that, that looks like a, another bowl game uh, season for Kentucky. I, I think it sets up nicely for them, even if they have some struggles to to get back to a bowl game. Yeah, I mean the the weirdness that the SEC schedules are all in the middle. I think is probably negated the grind because of those off days, which are just perfectly placed. I don't know if you would design it any differently. Really, I mean, maybe you would want to have your conference games spaced out a little bit in case you got in some kind of rut or. Uh, had somebody dinged up and they were going to have to miss a few weeks. You don't want to have to play a conference opponent week after week after week. But, I mean, from the teams that are on there and what you normally have to fit, what you what's in the West, I mean, if you had your pick of West opponents right now, you're taking Arkansas. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We, I sh- should have mentioned that right off the top. That's a nice draw. I'd much rather do that than go play at Texas A&M. And you'd mm-hmm. certainly rather have that than Alabama, Auburn, or LSU. Um, you're going to always get Mississippi State, which is uh, unfortunate for Kentucky right now. Back when that was set as their as their permanent West opponent, it seemed like, hey, of all the options, not bad. But uh, it hasn't worked out really that way, and it looks like going forward, Mississippi State's going to continue to be a challenge. Um, so you need that second West game. You either need Mississippi State to be down in a given year or that second West game to not be just a brutal challenge. And I think getting Arkansas at home, the Arkansas team that just had the most ridiculous trick play in history completed against it and blown out by North Texas is a, is a pretty good deal. And now that play might be outlawed, according to... Oh, really? 
And that's what the piece someone said reported that it's being looked at. So we'll see. I, I well, the one thing I thought about that watching it, and it's and, and the stuff that's been written about it, like the one big concern is you could get the guy killed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and now that it's been seen that some that somebody's done it. I would say the incentive for the other team to just come down like Hellcats and and destroy the guy is even greater. Um, you know, to be watching and and I mean, I would just tell my gunners like, watch him if he doesn't call for the fair catch. I don't care what his body language is, yeah. take him out. And that's that's pretty dangerous because that return man is thinking that he's going to be safe. He's going to be treated like a guy making a fair catch, and that opens him up. I, you know. That's actually one one of those loophole closings that I would not um, I would not very much um, raise hell about. Uh, in fact, I think you can make some strong arguments about getting rid of kick and punt <laughs> returns, and then there has been a yeah. lot of that bandied about as you try to get the game getting, a little safer. It's a it's those are the most dangerous plays in the game. Yeah, and it's getting close. I mean, I I bet that it will be phased out. Uh, very shortly, if not, you know, by the end of this season. Speaking of betting, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have in-game live betting over-under on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Right now, MyBookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. All you got to do is use promo code on college 25 to activate the offer that's a 25 dollars free play on deposits over 100 dollars. so visit my bookie online that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and don't forget to use the promo code on college 25 when creating your account to claim that reward you play you win you get paid you are locked on kentucky part of the locked on podcast network basketball had some news today Preseason poll time, Kyle. That's now we know we're getting close to the season. Yep. Blue Ribbon has Kentucky number one overall. I don't think that's a huge surprise. No, I I think uh, and and I think uh, let's see, CBS now has that as well. Now has Kentucky number one, and it's too early poll. Um, I mean, the contenders there are probably uh, Kentucky, well, here's Kansas, a- Duke. Um, I'll really... give you I'll give you Blue Ribbon's top five real quick. Kentucky one, Kansas two, Gonzaga three, Duke four, and Tennessee five. Yeah, Tennessee's in a bunch of top fives, and that's that's essentially the uh, the top five in a different order that that CBS has. They've got Kentucky one, Kansas two, Duke three, Tennessee four, Gonzaga five. Um, you know, you're also going to have uh, Auburn there, probably in a lot of people's top ten. That the league's going to be really good. I, I think um, after seeing Kentucky in the Bahamas, people that maybe had some skepticism even still about Kentucky uh, don't have those same reservations because they saw uh, all the different weapons. They saw, um, you know, even on a even in a week when he couldn't really score very effectively, Reed Travis come in and be a rebounding machine, which you're going to expect from him. Uh, you, you saw some of the young guys really defend uh, Ashton Hagens. We've talked about a bunch. 
Um, Keldon Johnson looked great at times. And then uh, the emergence of Tyler Hero um, as a scorer. Um, P.J. Washington looked way improved. I think a lot of things that people maybe held out as reservations about Kentucky, if they had not gone on this Bahamas trip, I guess this is a long way of saying, if they had not gone on this Bahamas trip, I bet Kentucky wouldn't enter the season number one in so many people's minds. But I think they were able, by playing on TV, um, by playing at least one team that people perceived a legitimate challenge and just demolishing them and, and a lot of different individuals showing off the, the things that they could do. I, I think that erased some of the doubts in people's minds and, and they're going to, I would guess in the real polls that come out, both coaches and AP, they'll end up number one. Yeah. I mean, the hype train is ironically, I think the hype train started when John Calipari got on that train. Uh, in the off season, uh, on those tours where he was going around the Commonwealth, and you know that people interpreted that you and I both as him being super confident. Um, I think the term "swaggy cow" is yep. now at the point where it's being overused, to be honest. But I mean, that's what, what kind of it personified. He just it just felt like every time he opened his mouth, he was biting his tongue to the point where by the time the Bahamas trips ended, he was trying to rein things back in. And not like talk down his players, but kind of pump the brakes on some of the hype. And at this point, cats out of the bag. Yeah. You know, that pun's intended because right. they are cats. I mean, we saw how good they are. And to take it to another level, as we've talked about many times, Evan Daniels and you kind of agreed on this podcast that a guy that potentially has the highest ceiling on the team is EJ Montgomery. And he only played one game and he was hampered by injury down at the Bahamas. So there's even another potential, at worst, first round draft pick to mix in with this crew. Uh, yep. So a lot of times where we've been, it's it's can it's the question this season is can Calipari manage egos to a certain extent? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I think because of sort of what seems like a natural maturity level of a bunch of these guys, the um, you know just by virtue of age, maturity level of Reed Travis, of uh, PJ Washington coming back, and Quade and Nick Richards, and and then just I think they've got a group of freshmen that are a little bit unusual. They're they're workers. Um, they are, I, I think, don't care a whole lot about stats. They just want to go out and be a dominant team. Uh, they care about defense. I think that's um, those are all reasons to believe they can. This can work. Um, you know, I think the real argument is, you know, is Kansas. Should it be Kansas at one? Um, and the cool thing about that is they're going to play each other January 26th in Rupp Arena. That is going to be a terrific game. So of the of the top four teams, top five teams there. Kentucky's going to play all but Gonzaga. Um, they're going to open the season against Duke, who's number two or three, depending on which poll you're looking at right now. They're going to play Tennessee twice uh, in conference play, um, which is a f- number four or five team. They're going to play Auburn, uh, a top ten team. A lot of tests. That'll be fun. Uh, I, I like what Kansas has in a similar way to Kentucky. They've got uh, the Memphis tram- transfers that are going to be eligible now. Um, the Lawson brothers, Diedrich Lawson, I think is going to be kind of a double, double guy for them. They add a couple five-star guards, Quentin Grimes and, uh, Devin Dotson. So they, you know, they have a similar makeup to Kentucky. Um, they've got some veteran presence in, in a transfer and some guys that have been around the program. They've got some elite freshmen coming in. Um, and I think they can really challenge Kentucky as Duke, you know, signed the top three players in the country. Um, and they're all going to play each other. That's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. And also, those teams are all going to be under the same roof in that first weekend. Uh, Kansas will be playing Michigan State, Kentucky against Duke. Quick note uh, from the basketball recruiting front. Tyrese Maxey told the Cats balls this yesterday, actually, 
that he will be attending Big Blue Madness this year. His official visit is actually this weekend, but he's going to come back for Madness. That is important because UK targets Vernon Carey and Matthew Hurt will be on campus. We've we've talked at length about how Maxie is kind of a, a personality that many people want to be around. So him being on campus can only help him in my thought process in recruiting. Yeah, I'll have to go back and look. I think Ben Roberts of the Herald Leader, who we're going to have on later this week, uh, very good at recruiting coverage, um, has put together a list like this before of looking at all the guys who visited for madness and which ones they actually uh, ended up landing. Uh, it's kind of hit or miss. Like They always have a great group. They always have a star-studded group of visitors for madness. Some years they, they clean up. And others, they uh, strike out. I mean, last year, I believe Bull Bull was here. Uh, Zion Williamson was here. Um, maybe Darius Garland was here. Uh, it was a very that was a very good group of visitors as well. Um, and they didn't get any of those guys. Um, in fact, I'm not sure. Did they end up signing anybody that was here for Madness? Well, you were at Madness. I went there, Kyle. So you should know that. Let's see. Uh, let me look. Well, it's you're, it's you not that important. Look. I mean, we will get into it more when when we have been on. Uh, later this week all right as we mentioned at the top it is mailbag week we're going to get to that here in a second but first i got to tell you about a new sponsor to this podcast it is vivid seats we all love a night out whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in a crowd to cheer on our favorite team with vivid seats you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price vivid seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row you choose. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concert and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code Locked On for $20 off order of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get your favorite live event. And that's really kind of a good timing for that because everybody's talking about tickets this week. So if you're looking for some good tickets, go to Vivid Seats. Football is here, and if you've missed your season-long fantasy football leagues, have no fear. You can still play FanDuel. FanDuel has one week and even one day games, and now there are even more ways that they can help you. Guru is a new tool that makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels, so players can be confident you're putting your best team on the field. This is a responsive, wizard-like draft experience that makes recommendations and provides tips as you draft based on who you are picking. I'm on FanDuel, had a not successful weekend this week, unlike Kyle, who had AJ Green. That's not fair. So go to FanDuel.com right now. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What mailbag questions do we get, Kyle? First of all, just to revisit the that Big Blue Madness thing in the hit or miss uh, category. Uh, you never let anything go. 2016, Quade Green, Kevin Knox, Nick Richards, and P.J. Washington all made went to Madness and all signed with Kentucky. Mo oh. Bamba and Trey Young were also there, but you can't get them all. That's a pretty good uh, haul. I haven't... Uh, 
I haven't pulled up last year's list yet, but I know that I know that I remember uh, Bowl Bowl Zion Williamson, and I think um, I think Darius Garland, who ended up at Vanderbilt, Bowl at Oregon, you, and Zion at Duke. How can you forget Bowl Bowl? I mean, he's, he's a big tall guy. Um, but we have some questions. Not very many of them serious, but that's okay. We like to have fun here on this podcast. Um, we don't want to be dry. So this is one I think you should answer. PLG three at PLG three asks how many men could dick gabriel defeat in hand-to-hand combat simultaneously dick gabriel is the uh host of the big blue insider show that curtis produces and co-hosts on curtis you know him well how many he's he's like martial arts trained Mm -hmm. isn't he it's uh that shows on six to eight weeknights on 630 wlap and statewide editions after the coaches show in big blue weekly at 8 p.m on monday nights yes he, oh, I don't want to get it wrong. I think it's Taekwondo. I'm not 100% sure, but it's one of those martial arts. And back in his day, he would tell me tales about how he would just go to the gym all the time when he was bored. And apparently, I don't know the belt system, but he's way up there. I think in his prime, if you would you would need at least three average men to take Dick Gabriel down. Right now. And I'm a much below average man. Yeah, I mean, so, if I mean it'd take like six of me. It would take at least six Kyle Tuckers. Right now... How many Mario Kart characters would it take to take uh, down Dick Gabriel? <laughs> I would guess at least fourteen toads, uh, and I mean, if you if you popped a mushroom and powered up maybe a level, you'd be okay. But <laughs> but I mean, the thing with with, uh, with Dick is he's got the old man strength now. He's got that old man strength, and that is the thing with Dick. He, I, uh, I can't argue that he he uh, is uh, his hit his birthday this weekend. And he, it's kind of funny. For literally the first two years I knew him, I had no idea actually how old he was because his Facebook profile is distorted. It said this year he was eighty; he turned eighty nine. Oh, perfect! <laughs> I think that's perfect. <laughs> and he's actually in his sixties. But I think uh, average men two right now. He two. can take two, okay. two currently two, currently right. two. Our friend Stephanie Wardock, shout out to Stephanie, uh, the lovely wife and. Uh, bad, bad uh, lady. If you're on the other side of her uh, in a courtroom, lawyer. I didn't want to curse. I was going to call her call her a bad A, but she is. Um, she is a friend, and she asks, uh, which twin is your favorite? I promise not to tell them, she says. <laughs> and I responded to her on Twitter. I'll just tell everybody here. It is Ellie, my daughter, when she gives me kisses, and she loves to do that now, which is a cool, has been an awesome development. She'll just, last night I was laying on the floor, and she crawled over to me and like put her face over mine and looked at me and smiled and leaned down and kissed me on the face. Uh, when she does that, she's my favorite. My son doesn't give anybody kisses. And he doesn't want to really be hugged unless he's sick. But he's my favorite when he laughs at my um, stupid animal noises and all the stupid things that I do because he acts like I'm the funniest person in the world. And he is the only person who does that. So uh, it, it, my, my, my favoritism rotates. Um, Adam Sparks, who covers Vanderbilt, does a great job covering Vanderbilt uh, for the Tennessean, asked, at 38 years old, should I have eaten a hot brown by now? And if so, what am I missing? That, I guess my answer is twofold. I think you agree with me on this, or at least on part of this, Curtis. Yes, you should, at this age, have tried one. He doesn't live in Kentucky, so I can't fault him. I think if you live here in, in Kentucky, y- absolutely yes. Yeah. You should have tried one. But what are you missing? In my opinion, and this may be a not popular opinion, nothing. I think they are gross. And that's weird because I love bread and cheese and bacon. I love a lot of the pieces of that. But that, that was it Mornay's sauce, that like white 
gravy stuff. It's got cheese in it, it but right? it's it, the the consistent. Like I don't like sour cream. I don't like cream cheese unless it's like mixed up in something that's cooked. Well, that's a um, you problem then. I I find that gross. I think it's just too, I think it's just too much. It, it, the the hot brown is too much of a dish for me to eat. I think it's like just a pile of stuff, and I it's not my speed. I think it's delicious. Yeah, I'd rather eat a pizza if I'm going to have something that's like bread, cheese, tomato, and potentially bacon. I'd rather just eat a pizza. Well, that's fine too. But I mean, I think hot browns are really good. They got. I like that cheese. I like those those consistencies, the sour cream and cream cheese. I like all those. You're weird that you don't. I don't understand what your what your deal with I don't semi viscous white <laughs> white yeah, foods. I think, Kyle. You, I think you might be talking yourself out of this as you as you speak here. Uh, it's pretty gross. This is not a question from Twitter, but it's a notable thing that I wanted to just briefly get to because it features the big SEC matchup this weekend. Um Alec Lewis, who covers Missouri, also does a great job covering the Tigers. N- tweeted out today in Drew Locke's last ten games, he is nine and one. He's completed sixty four percent of his passes for three thousand three hundred and three yards, which is three thirty a game. Thirty eight touchdowns and seven interceptions. That is really good. They they're on a roll. He's on a roll. Um, he's a terrific uh, quarterback, one of the best in the SEC. Notable because they play um, Georgia this weekend. And number two, Georgia. And that game is in, uh, it's at Missouri. So that could be an early challenge. I mean, people were looking for South Carolina maybe to challenge Georgia. Clearly didn't get it done. Not quite. Missouri, I don't know. Maybe maybe they can. That passing game is pretty formidable. Missouri's looked pretty good uh, to start the season. Uh, and as it relates to Kentucky, well, obviously if Missouri pulls that upset, I think you can start to dream a little bit if you're a Kentucky fan because that throws a wrench into the SEC East race that everyone assumes Georgia is going to steamroll through. Also, Kentucky will get its shot at Drew Locke, and that is October 27th at Missouri, and that is a, a huge stretch of games. It begins a huge stretch of games at Missouri, home against Georgia, at Tennessee. Wow. Those will be three, those are the final three SEC games for them, and will really determine whether they've made another climb up a, another rung in the in the SEC East. Can they challenge in the in the division? I don't know, but can they can they, you know, be the second best team in the East? Um that stretch I think will definitely determine it. And you know, if we have a quarterback we have to choose from across the SEC for this podcast, it's Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah, I mean I mean I think he should be the face of our uh, pod <laughs> once he's not uh, under NCAA rules anymore, we should get him get him his own <laughs> if, Missouri podcast. <laughs> if he's if he doesn't have it then then we, we've, we've messed up. You hear that, David Locke? you got to lock Drew Locke into the Locked On Podcast Network. Your nephew, Drew. Get him on board. Um, speaking of locking people in, I did want to say, we put this online today earlier, that if you want to lock in on the inaugural rates, that means they're lower than they will be going forward to advertise on this podcast, please shoot us an email, lockedonkentucky at gmail.com. We had a lot of responses in I mean, not to brag, Kyle, but the numbers, I think, have been really good. We've gotten a pat on the back from the network, which means we must be doing okay. We have, yeah. We've, uh, I've, I've been really excited. We obviously had a, a great surge of uh, interest when we launched this thing. It was uh, top 100, top 50 some days on the uh, iTunes um, uh, podcast rankings. We've had a bunch of people subscribe and rate us, and please do that. Subscribe, review, rate. 
uh, share it with your friends. Um, the, the listen numbers have been really good. Uh, I think they're going to continue to grow. We had a big day. Our biggest day was, I think, the first podcast after the Florida mm-hmm. win. No surprise there. And so I think as things crank up with this football season and basketball season right around the corner, it's going to get bigger. So, yes, if you would like to get in on the ground floor and the, the, the lowest our advertising rates will ever be here at the beginning, um, reach out to us. We'll tell you how. Uh, it will not cost you an arm and a leg, and we'll be happy to talk about you here. Uh, reach a rabid Kentucky fan base. So we are LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. At Kyle Tucker underscore SEC. Also be sure to be following at LockedOnUK. And on Facebook, we are LockedOnKentucky. Just search it, and you will find the page, and then you like that. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.